Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Today I have a guest. Her name is Damla Aktikin. She's here talking to us from New Hampshire. Damla, come and say hello to our audience. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and let me introduce her for you, uh, to you. Damla is an inner child energetic wound healer. Now that's a mouthful, but uh, with many adjectives, but it's a very interesting take on healing. And uh, she'll, of course, talk about that. She's a crystal healing teacher and soul healing writer who helps other self healers and healers move beyond the energetic wounds of their inner children and shine brighter than they thought possible so that they can fully show up in their lives to heal themselves, their families, and their soul community, which is lovely uh, as well, the idea of a soul community. And through her own healing journey, she discovered a unique way to approach crystal healing, which is based on cultivating a loving, co-creative, and respectful relationship with crystals that activates their limitless healing potential. And this is interesting because I work with crystals, I read crystals, and, and crystals are always spoken about. But it's not, this is the first time that I hear it described and used in this way, crystals, how they are dealt with. Um, Damla is the author of, of life-changing daily practice journals, the creator of the Chakra Bliss Vault Crystal Healing Membership. <gasps> she has these mouthfuls. <laughs> Let me say that again. Chakra Bliss Vault Crystal Healing Membership and the host of the Conversations with Healers podcast. Find out more about her, what she offers, and I will be uh, writing this, um, her email, her not her email, everybody will, you'll be, they'll be at your door, Donla. Um, her website, um, adropofohm.com, and I'll put it in the description. Damla, um, you know, the first, of course, the question uh, before we started, I asked you, what's a nice girl like you doing in New Hampshire? Just a, a little chit-chat, but that same question is pertinent here. What's a nice girl like you uh, dealing with the child? How did you come to choose the child as an inner wound? Hmm. Um, well, I did and I didn't. Ah, <laughs> it shows you. <laughs> it's um, so what I do has has come to me in steps. And the first step was I didn't even, in my own life, I did not know I had any uh, energetic wounds. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't see anything that I had lived through as trauma or as unusual. That was just the way it was in my family and the families that I've known growing up in Turkey. And then uh, my first sort of break from the norm was um, I held a health emergency. So I, I came to the U.S., did my MBA, uh, studied engineering, went into corporate life as a business consultant. And then in 2005, <clears throat> I, I woke up in the middle of the night with incredible pain in my head. And now I know that to be an indication because I was living all up here. I was living mm -hmm. in my head. I didn't have a body. Which many um, people do, by the way. It's very common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even realize that was an option. So that was sort of a wake-up call. I ended up in the emergency room. Um, long story short, I realized something needed to change, and I started practicing yoga. Uh-huh. Now, the next five years, I immersed myself in yoga in all possible ways. Um, <laughs> no, I was joking. I was joking the other day uh, with another guest, and she was a yoga teacher. And I said, look, I'll tell you something. You can hate me, but yoga gives me the hives. <laughs> so we laughed. So I know, I know. So it was I only five years, you said, you immersed yourself so 2009, uh, five through 2000, uh, well, it's a little bit more than that, but it started around 2005, so mm -hmm. it'll be more. Um, so what happened was I ended up um, switching from my corporate career to being a full-time yoga teacher, and at mm -hmm. the beginning, I hated it. Uh, yeah, but you something hated it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, why? Why did you hate it? Well, I went to my very first yoga class, and I kneeled down on the mat and I was looking around. I was wearing my socks, first of all. <laughs> Everyone was barefoot and I am i didn't have my own mat, so I was using somebody else's mat. And I'm like, I'm not putting my head down to where people are putting their feet. So <laughs> I was a little <laughs> Great. put off by that. Um, but something happened and I, I just, I felt a connection first time in my life very strongly with my body so i was mm -hmm. in my mind and now i realize i have a body mm -hmm. and then i became a full-time yoga teacher i beca became a um, yoga studio manager the whole nine yards um <laughs> and then <laughs> in 2012 i became a mom mm -hmm. uh, through emergency c-section sorry you became a mom did you say a mother i did become a mom through emergency c-section i said Ah, okay. Okay. So that was um, interesting because in the time after, in the aftermath of that, with the, with the new demands of being a mom, and I call it again, um, I was living in the head, I was living in the body. And in this new time, starting in 2012, with the birth of my child, nothing I knew worked. I felt cut off, literally, like the same way my belly was cut off. I felt cut off so from my essence. Let me, let me get it straight. No matter that you were practicing yoga, you were teaching yoga, and you were fully immersed, that is a practice that has is very particular. Still, nonetheless, you had this disconnect Yes, and nothing I knew worked. Uh -huh. Yoga didn't work because my body felt so strange mm -hmm. and I couldn't, um, and so painful. Yeah, I couldn't med meditate with uh -huh. the, um, again, 
24-7 motherhood. No one explained that to you, to you beforehand. Yeah, nobody tells you. They don't even say how painful um, it is. <laughs> yeah, but I also realized, so with the yoga, I began to touch upon the energetic wounds a little bit. Yeah. But again, not that much wasn't because as long as I could hold the pose, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I didn't need to dive And it was just that. a pose. It, it, I mean, not, I mean, I was doing it with my whole heart, but I under, I didn't understand exactly what was happening underneath the pose. Okay. okay. So then I found myself at a place where I have this light being in my arms that I love. I'm feeling awful and I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better. How old was the child then? just born okay I mean, the first okay. Year postpartum depression could we call that or no i did not name it mm -hmm. i did not um but it just felt like this like the light was shut off mm -hmm. i felt myself in the darkness okay. and i said i'm going to go through every rabbit hole that's presented to me mm. in order to find light okay and I came across an interview about crystals. Uh -huh. And that's how my experimentation with crystals began, which was a little different than um, what you might see out there. Um, of course, at the beginning, I mean, I would get a crystal book or I would read about crystals, but I, I found that, first of all, I had five or 10 minutes to practice. And I would go back to my yoga essence and just place them on my body, on my chakras. Your what crystals. I mm -hmm. Yeah, I would meditate with them. And it wasn't just, you know, I would just get better. <laughs> but I could feel. But they like, brought gradually. you light. They, they were bringing exactly. you. Gradually. Like I would feel better after each mm -hmm. five minutes. A little bit better. A little bit better. So they were doing something. And then I realized that. The resources that I was able to look at had conflicting information. Yes. Mm -hmm. They would tell me to put a crystal somewhere. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would find that at that work. particular meeting, meditation or meeting with the crystal, they wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. So I, instead of relying on, on a book or something outside of myself, I started to rely more and more into my own intuition. And, mm -hmm. um, and that began to deepen my healings which led me to offering these healings as private sessions, as group sessions. Um, and then eventually through all the questions people started to ask me, because mm -hmm. at the beginning, my goal wasn't to mm -hmm. well, teach this. Can I um, uh, stop you? Because as you're talking, you made me think of something. What is your, fa I know it's like asking what's your favorite child when you have more than one, but what is your favorite crystal? Well, my favorite crystal is my daughter. Mm -hmm. She's a crystal mm -hmm. in the sense that we're all crystals. Mm -hmm. I think I get to watch her form and reform and evolve. Um, and I can talk about how, um, how I see crystals now yeah. through, through this. As I mentioned, the teaching part was critical because I realized there's so much confusion about this and it can yep. be so much simpler. It can just be about connection and love. A connection and love, right, right. 
And I realized that the way that I approached crystals was um, working because um, without making the connection then, like I was holding them very gently. I was um, looking at them with love at a time that I couldn't do that to to my body because my body was strange. Mm -hmm. But as I held these objects or um, what I then thought were objects, these vibrational structures with Mm -hmm. love that love sort of radiated back to me Mm -hmm. um and in my research in trying to understand what crystals are um i found out or that's the way i I see them is um crystals are ancestors anything that contributes to your life in some Mm -hmm. way is an ancestor and crystals are the building blocks of the universe Mm -hmm. and us our DNA is a liquid crystal. Our bones are 65% or more minerals. Uh, water in our bodies is crystalline. The fascia has crystalline properties. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have to stop you there because um, this would, you know, I, I could listen to what you're saying and I could take out the key words instead of crystals. I could put in energy. We are all energy. The walls are energy. Our fascia are energy. Uh, yes. They seem uh yeah. yeah, I mean, hence my website, A Drop of Om, where all uh-huh. vibrations, drops mm-hmm. of Om, mm-hmm. drops of vibration, swimming in a sea of vibration, okay. and crystals okay. are a part of that. All right. So you're, so now, you're right on. Um, we have the, the crystal healing and how you got into that, but but what about the inner child? energetic great question because because as i I began to work with people yeah in groups and as individuals more so in individual work um i began to and my work is very interactive it's not like you lie down and and sometimes i do that depending Mm -hmm. on the situation if i'm working with a younger person perhaps but usually it's very interactive and i began to like ask people questions when they would describe a um, spot in their body that yeah. was that felt like it wasn't flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kept asking like how old is that spot? Uh-huh. Why? And Why were you asking how old was think, that spot? Um, it was a way for me to pl- keep their attention there. Yeah. Also to um, help them begin to make a different kind of connection, not the connection where you're trying to push away the pain or numb down the pain versus you're asking the pain questions. Mm -hmm. And the question of how old is this, um, how old uh, or how long has this been here, has continually brought up or it started to bring up in the people that I work with, they would see a five-year-old in there. Five-year-old. Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Or they would see a 10-year-old in the uh-huh. middle of the lump in their throat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would give me clues. And then I would begin to ask them questions about connecting to that 10-year-old. Okay. So that's how it all started. Okay. But... But it's not just, you could say that's, that's how it all started. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know, I, I would imagine that you know, since you started looking at the child as an archetype, um, you know that it has an age-old 
you know, the the talk about the inner child is is lifetimes ago. This is a, a body of work that has been written about and researched the world over for many, many, many years. Um, what I'm interested in knowing is how do you heal the inner child? What would your process be? Hmm. And why do you call it the wound? Hmm. So um, the inner child, to me, like you said, is not only an archetype. Yeah. To me, the inner child we're talking about, or in my world, it is the quantum potential of a particular moment. Okay. And the quantum potential of all your lifetimes, mm-hmm. all your past, presents, parallel presence, and futures mm-hmm. live here in the now. And if you look at it that way, it becomes that any given pattern um, that came into place that was born out of a non-life affirming, non-life Sorry, non-life, what was that? Non-life affirming. What's that? And non I, I don't instead of I don't like to use the word negative. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my way of defining energetic wounds. No, I didn't hear it. I didn't so, hear it. The non-life, and then I didn't hear that word. Affirming. How do you spell affirm. it? A F F I R M. Oh, affirm affirming ing. Not oh, life oh. affirming or not life enhancing experience oh, okay. creates a pattern. I see. I see. In your body. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in your field. And that pattern usually presents at a physical as a physical symptom somewhere in your body, like the lump in your throat or heaviness in your stomach or wherever it is. What I realized that, that is that um you can there are ways to try to rid you of that pattern or try to um replace that pattern. My approach is look through that pattern and see the potential within. Okay. Why I'm asking you this is because I use the word archetype because, of course, the arch- it is an archetype, just like the old lady, just like the witch, just like the mother, the goddess. And the child is, is represents, because when you talk about the child, everyone knows what that is. That's why we call it an archetype. But our inner child, because you say inner child, when we have to heal an inner child, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to interpret what you're saying and understand. We have something that needs healing or taking care of. A child is something that other people take care of. And it's, a you know, you're using it also as a metaphor. There's something that needs healing, that needs caring for. Is this what you're saying? Not exactly. What I'm saying is there is a part of you that holds pain. Mm -hmm. And within that part of you is the potential that wasn't realized. And that potential, so to me in my world, I don't see the inner child as necessarily wounded or uh, disabled or 
um, as irreparable or um, what I am reaching for is the part of you that cannot be hurt. And that part of you is hidden underneath the noise, which is the pattern. But by nourishing that part of you, mm-hmm. you can release the pattern. Okay, because you you um, describe yourself as a child energetic wound healer. So the word yes. is there. Uh huh. The word is there, but it's uh, a little bit more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you mentioned the word archetypes. We have millions and millions. Of, I mean, we have infinite amounts of archetypes inside. And that's... But that's the way all the inner- people have an inner child. That all people have an inner prostitute. There are, they represent uh, uh, faces of fear. All of us have. I was born under a different star. I could have said, you know, I was an. Uh, that is true, but the fear of a two-year-old and the fear of a ten-year-old are different. Of course, of course. And they're both inner children. So in my world, I call them inner children, right? Not just one entity inside of you. Sure, sure. But if you call it a child, it has always the meaning of having to be taken care of, whether it's two, six, eight, you know anything under 18, let's say. But if you... Well, we have... all need to be taken care of regardless of our age. Yes, yes. But when you talk of an inner child, it goes without saying. It's implied that that needs to be taken care of. I, I'm not sure where you want me okay. to go with this. No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to understand because um, there we all have... All right, let's say... Um, because I work with archetypes, I, you know, I, I give archetypal readings, and this is why I'm, I'm talking about it. When I, uh, uh, if I went to you, Damla, you give me your name, your birth sign, your birth date, and all of that, and I look and I use the Kashuk records, and I find that for certain aspects, your overarching archetype is the goddess, or the healer, or could be, you know, and, but irrespective of whether you are that, you do have an inner child. You do have an inner prostitute. You do have, you know, there are, there are things that are act as antagonists to you or that need taking care of. This is where I wanted to go with it. And why I'm asking and why I'm talking about it is that I'm trying to understand, let's say I'm a client. Okay, I go to your website and I see that there's a membership, the uh, Chakra Bliss Vault Crystal Healing Membership. And there's a description, I imagine, there of what that is. And then, you know, I become a member. If, if I go t- to you and I feel that, like you said to me before, nothing was working. And I turn to you and you looking for the healer of a child energetic, you know, a child energetic wound healer. How would you work with me? Would you work with me in a group on a one-to-one basis? How do you usually? The um, membership is mainly an energetic support. Um, It's a crystal healing membership. uh So for inner child healing, currently you would work with me one-on-one. Okay. And we would dive in and I would help you connect with whatever inner child is coming forward at Uh that time. And the inner child may point out, 
to some of the needs that need to be taken care uh -huh. of. Of course. And we can definitely bring those to the surface. What do these but sessions look like? How long would they be on a one-to-one, -one, typically? Uh, well, we start with an hour long and then uh -huh. depends on your needs. Uh -huh. And then the exploration is usually the first session you get used to how I work. I get used to your uh -huh. energy. Uh -huh. And then the next session we dive deeper and then dive deeper. I work with crystals. I work mm -hmm. um, with guided imagery and intuitive guidance. Uh -huh. um, and it's a unique, unique session depending uh -huh. on where you are and what your needs are. Mm -hmm. So, so can you, if you think of it a little bit, is there an average number of sessions that people usually need to then feel like they can stand on their own two feet or feel like they've had enough benefit, they have enough takeaways where they can say thank you and they leave? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, I mean, if they ha they're coming to me with a very specific intention, with yeah. a specific issue, usually three sessions is a great number. Oh, okay. We yeah. can look at it from three different perspectives. Uh -huh. um, and then I have a five and 10 session package. If you feel like you I really see. want to get down to different layers uh -huh. and explore the issue. Uh -huh. And you also mentioned that you teach crystal to teach something about crystals. Yes, I have a, I published a um, crystal healing journal. Mm -hmm. taking people on a 21 day journal journey mm -hmm. and i have a crystal healing simplified online course um ah what does that look like how many it is a very deep dive uh there are nine um guided meditations in it um ranging from just relaxation to deeper wound healing uh -huh. and then i guide you through um everything Pretty much everything you need to know to uh, start and continue your crystal healing practice. Okay, okay. Um, and so this is, so they are classes to, or are they? Uh, this is, is an it, online course. Uh, an online course. Okay, okay. So the the face-to-face the, the -face would be a one-to-one -one with the child healing then. Uh, that's yes. when you, do you have group sessions like a group dynamic where I do where I live. I uh, like to do them in person. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting back to them slowly. Um, so that gives people a chance to, um, to do that. Um, and the group healing part uh, is a part of my membership. So there uh, you can experience the group healing. Uh -huh. And what's next? Because, um, well, no, it, I did mention, um, I did see that uh, you mentioned um, astrology and balancing the natural and elements, your natural elements. Um, what do you work, do you work with astrology specifically with um, on a one-to-one? -one, or do you, what is your take on astrology that that like yoga gives me the hives <laughs> i see uh well it's another archetypal realm astrology is and i've been drawn to it i am a beginner student of it uh -huh. i should mention i'm starting a three-year ah. education program what? with yeah. astrology um but i'm drawn to it mainly because um it's been an interesting couple years in my opinion and I felt 
often um, almost like these uh, energetic cosmic waves yeah. pushing us around, like mm-hmm. slapping us on one cheek and then the other cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to understand that a little better. And as I dove into it, um, like you're mentioning the elements, which is interesting to me, I'm finding that gives um, just another layer of depth to what I'm doing and understanding myself as well as my clients. Okay, so it offers of, you more understanding of, of your emotional of life? The, or? Of the, the symbology is strong. I mean, whether mm-hmm. I, I do readings of astrology in the future or not, I don't mm-hmm. know at this okay. point. But it is offering me um, just another uh, depth of understanding, which uh-huh. is what I love. Um, you, I also mentioned when I introduced you, um, apart from the teacher, but a soul healing writer. And, um, I imagine this is your journaling. Is this what, uh, the writing part? I am. You, you did ask what's next. I am in the process of writing my story and the way I see crystals. Mm-hmm. And I've had quite a few, um, client and group healing stories by now that I'm gathering. So that is in the works. Um, But I call it soul healing writing because English is not my first language. Uh Uh, It is something I learned in middle school and I continue to Uh learn and evolve in it. I Mm -hmm. often tell people I can run in Turkish. I can comfortably walk Mm -hmm. in English. And so my writing doesn't have the purpose of being uh, prose perfect but it does have the purpose of um, bringing something through. Bringing there are editors. I mean, there are so many editors. Could exactly, exactly. But it is. Um, it has a very specific purpose of mm-hmm. um, just getting the message out there. Mm-hmm. And As I write talking. on my social media. I, I write a pretty popular blog, so it's been a part of my journey yeah. all along. Um, As you're talking, and the. the the journals came through during the pandemic. Um, ah, they were a project because I had this. Um, I had a free online um, course about um, about mantras that was like a ah. forty day practice. Okay, that was my very first journal, and then someone reached out to me and they said, um, "I love this." but I'm so inconsistent with it. And Uh. she said, I wish I had a journal to write. And I was like, okay, let's just, and I had it already written down and I wrote it down Mm -hmm. um, and turned it into a journal. And then that opened the door for the crystal journal. Mm -hmm. I wrote a gratitude journal. um, Again, with like with my, I like telling a story. It is a story like it is taking it's almost like taking a workshop with me for 21 days or for mm-hmm. 40 days yeah. because I am guiding you. I'm giving you like little bits. I'm not like feeding you everything, but with each day you're getting a little bit to mm-hmm. keep you going. And, um, and people usually find it uh, pretty gratifying to go through those journals. Well, um, what is your favorite crystal doing now? How old is she? She's 10. This is her first day of middle school. Wow. (laughs) Poor girl. (laughs) Middle school is such a pain in the neck. (laughs) She's, she's so, so far so good. She's pretty happy about it. I'm happy about it. Um, There is, of course, I mean, her life is changing and I'm changing as a mother for her. And 
um, through my connection with her. So it is a uh, wild and interesting and beautiful journey to be yeah. a mom. Damla, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. It was such a pleasure, um, really such a pleasure uh, to, to see your perspective of uh, healing the inner child and specifically crystals, which is very specific compared to other people. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>